I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yo, welcome to the Sport of Yoda Speed. This is episode 179, probably. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, with me tonight is uh, new dad, John. Hi, John. Hello, Brandon. Oh, okay. Uh, Whatever your name is. Yep. Yep. Uh, clearly a new dad. Brain not working. Uh, I've also got Stu with me. Hello, Newman. Hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? And I also have the four of us are together, reunited, feels so good, Clarence Swamptown. Hi, Clarence. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, becoming a regular special guest. Uh, not a regular, but a regular special guest is what I, I think that's the new... You're, you've been promoted. Oh, oh good. Do I get uh, Do I get the extra pay? or? You get double yep. what you're currently making. What's your current salary? Zero. Then you get double that. You get two zeros. I'll go as high as triple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, let's talk sports. I think we got a lot of sports to talk about, and I want to get into it. Uh, okay, so we'll start out as we always do when we're in season for the Vikings. Are there any takes left to be made about the 22-10 to 10 Vikings resounding victory over the, uh, the, the hated Carolina Panthers? Have the takes all been made? You guys, um. Are you missing anything? Uh, I don't think outside of Denver there's a better defense in the National Football League. You got us at number two. There's my hot take. That defense is actually better than I thought it would be. Hmm. And I thought it would be just fine, but it's better than fine. It's freaking good. I don't... Okay, to piggyback on that, I don't know if outside of San Francisco... Uh-oh. The worst offense. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's, <laughs> God doesn't give with both hands, Clarence. I believe you. You have mentioned there that more are. than once. <laughs> yeah, we're giving the Browns a run for their money. Not good. Not good. Uh, but it was a, a pretty comfortable victory. You know, um, it is. It is kind of amazing just how bad the offensive line is and we expected this offensive line to be bad we we looked at this offensive line in the preseason and we saw not good things and this was with matt khalil who clearly the coaching staff thought was their best option at left tackle out of all of the terrible options along the line and it was it's just amazing to see all of our worst feels 
fears being realized at the same time. Not only are there injuries, not only did Phil Lodeholt just retire because his body had broken down on him, not only is Alex Boonman as exactly as bad as we thought he would be, it's all just happening at once, and it's just is it's just depressing to watch happen. Were they were they even worse this week? I couldn't really get a gauge on how bad. They, I mean, he didn't, Bradford didn't get sacked a million times, but the offense was obviously not good in general. I looked up; they had two hundred eleven total yards. That's not good. <laughs> That's not a sustainable business model as two hundred eleven yards of offense in the NFL. But was it was the offensive line just as bad? Were they worse without Khalil? I again, I just I don't know, man. I couldn't tell. Was Clemmings a lot worse than Khalil? Khalil. Can't be much worse, right? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, as it turned out, Khalil was pretty hurt, but he's bad anyway. So the smart people and the analytics all say that Clemmings held his own; that there was not a significant drop off. Big him win, and Khalil. Oh, oh, those are two different things. Holding his own is one thing; not a drop off of Khalil is a whole entire other thing. Because one's fine and one's like one of the worst people in the league. So we don't know that which one he is. was not noticed. Okay, okay. That's how he graded him. I'll take it. He, he, he's on the Sandejo plan. If we don't notice him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's right. But Plumber. on the other hand, what you don't know is, is he not noticed because everything else on the offensive line is so noticeably bad <laughs> that him like just playing regularly bad is not noticeable. That's another tough, another tough part. It's a good point, but I do, it, I do, I do also want to give one special shout out to Norv Turner for taking this offensive line that cannot run block for anything and choosing to run into the middle of the line on first down every time. <laughs> it's just, it's it's this wonderfully special thing where you can look at this and say, you know, our offensive line hasn't gotten any movement this entire game. Why don't every first down we'll run into the middle of the line so we can be second and twelve every every set of downs? That was it was just it was so Bob Schnelker esque that it actually made me happy. The system works somehow. So I have some questions. I've prepared more questions similar to last week. Do you guys want to okay. take take some questions? Sure. Yes. We'll take them. So far this year, after three games, they have three offensive touchdowns. Equals to one per game. Three divided by three is one. One offensive touchdown per game. Last week, as I mentioned, 211 yards of offense. That is absolutely horseshit, no matter how you look at it. And they also have had a ton of turnovers on defense. I think it's eight in three games or something, which is crazy. So all the all the smart guys will tell you that's not sustainable for the long haul. The question is, is it? are you in screw those guys mode, or I'm preparing to be kicked in the teeth and I'm not a believer just yet mode. Where do you fall? Seeds. Seeds. You're just going to be, you're just doubled. You already have your cup on, just ready for it to happen. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, John, are you a believer? I, as you guys know, I like to be, get ridiculously optimistic before the season starts for yeah. no reason. Yeah. But now it. when good things actually start happening, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I everybody already is hurt, but there have to be I Sam Bradford could be hurt. Mm-hmm. He gets hurt all the time. 
if he lasts for an entire season, it'll be the first time he's ever stayed standing for more than four weeks in a row. Even coming up with the idea that he could potentially last, like an if there, is crazy to me. Of course he's yeah, not going to last just, all season, right? Exactly. So yeah. he'll get hurt. Yep. I, I assume that at some point, a couple of guys on the defense will be doing something or other and will end up just... I, I can't even come up with a scenario in which multiple defensive players get hurt at the same time, but that's what'll happen. They could do the, they could like bonk helmets. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Brandon, they're wearing helmets to prevent injury. If they happen to, as you so succinctly put it, bonk them. (laughs) Yeah. But like a really hardcore bonk. So you're like, you're like saying that they'll, they'll sort of line them up almost on like a fulcrum of some kind and get them, sort of jack them up like at the state fair and then just let them drop so they're going about 50 miles an hour when they hit hit their helmets together. I can see that happening. Yeah, like uh, Some goats, sort of rams, like battering rams, like Harry yeah, Smith some sort and of terrible... Xavier Rhodes will like somehow bonk and both get knocked out, and then that's it for us. That could happen. A terrible fairgrounds accident is about, about the speed of this team. Yes, yeah. Okay, so you are not a believer no, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the bad thing to happen because it will. God, this is what the this is what the people want to hear from us. Just knowing for sure that they're like one of the most promising starts in a decade. Yep. We're just completely um, waiting. Other than 1998, do you remember a more promising start? Hmm. I am not the person to ask. I don't have a very good Viking sports memory. This seems like a stew question. Um, would have been Favre's first year. The uh, San Francisco game, I think, was week three or week four. Yeah, but anybody who believed in a Brett Favre quarterback team deserved what they got. Well, let's well, see I mean, here. I think we'd all we would all accept the NFC Championship game this year, John. I, 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 I know you're. I can't. A, I, can't I know you're a new father, but I think uh, be. I can't I would handle be, another I NFC that. Championship game loss. I just can't. Losing the first round or losing the Super Bowl, but not in the NFC Championship game. That's weird. That's a weird take right there. Not That's even hot, just take. weird. That's a really strange take. That's an odd. <laughs> that specific um, game, nope. Maybe it's just the fact that I'm drinking a um, Arnold Palmer, God rest his name, I'll be praised, um, a hard <laughs> half-and-half malt beverage with natural flavors, uh-huh. 5% alcohol by volume. Give it to us, too. Um, but I'm actually... I. Um, Monday night will be the first game, um, if they win, that I will have picked correctly this year because I had them starting 0-3 in our big Vikings preview special. Mm-hmm. So I have decided to just say screw it and get on the bandwagon. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm a believer. Go Clarence. I just wanted you to quickly explain this drink to me. It, so that means it's an Arnold Palmer with alcohol in it? Yes, it is. It's in a third. It's in a thirty-two uh, ounce. Can. Uh, what would it have in it? It's it's a it just it tastes like a really watered down Captain Morgan and Coke. And what or, is it no, called? no, I'm sorry. Uh, Arnold Palmer hard half and half malt beverage with natural flavors. How did you not remember well, that? They, he just they said they couldn't that, call it. Is they couldn't call it not your father's Arnold Palmer because it it literally pretty much is. Yeah, my, yeah. my father's. That is Arnold Palmer. <laughs> my dad, which one with alcohol? Yeah, it's, uh, 
Actually, um, I want to um, really a Morgan Coke, more like a, if you ever have like a really watered down seven and seven. Uh, uh, kind of like uh, nah. So like a seven and seven that you got in a ballpark. That you got, yeah. And it's just, <laughs> it's really hot out and you didn't, you had, you know, were sure. eating your, your nachos and you get, came back to it and it's like, oh, this got kind of sweet and gross. So yeah, it's very, it tastes like diabetes as much as anything else. Far too sweet. It's yeah, it's, just, well, yeah, I'm not fin. I'm going to go get this distillery. Anyway, she was her first alcoholic beverage. Um, anyway, I, uh, the football thing is they've um, basically uh, taken out Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton the last two weeks, so I'm going to have a hard time thinking that they'll have too much trouble making Eli's life miserable. <laughs> so they'll probably be 4-0 and and then going against Houston, who just lost J.J. Watt for the year. So in, John, in John's way of thinking, um, that's their prime to go into the bye week three and two. And <laughs> I, and not, not at halftime of last week, I would have been right there with him. Um, but I, I drank a third of this hard half and half. And um, I'm going to go full optimism and say they will win this week. They will win next week and go into the bye week five and zero, setting up a, re, a match against Carson Wentz and Clarence's North Dakota State. Uh, no. You know what I mean? I do. I think that's who they play out of the, the bye week, too. The Bison. Hmm. So yes, hmm. I'm. I'm. I'm the Rube. I'm. I am gonna. I'm taking the Rube path here. Well, I think it. Uh, in many years past, I would have said a good defense can overcome this terrible of an offense, but it seems like that can happen now. It's happened more frequently, not just last year with the Broncos, but. Even this year, some of the some of the really good teams have fairly shitty quarterbacks or just not great offenses. So I don't know. Maybe something with the NFL has changed, or it's just swung a pendulum sort of deal where good defenses can beat good offenses now. But I feel like I'm more of a believer this year than any other three and zero or you know hot starts in, in past years, just because their defenses. I mean, I feel like almost every single guy on the defense is really good. Even when we had good defenses, there was always like four or five really good guys. This seems like about as deep as you could possibly be. So I think I'm a little bit closer to Stu, but a little kind of. Yeah, we, I mean, I, I know the offense is not going to be able to perform like that. And, you know, they're not going to keep getting defensive touchdowns and punt returns like four turnovers a game. It's not right. going to happen. Yeah. The, so the, the offense will eventually have to do something and they will eventually have to protect Sam Bradford or he will die on a field and it'll be sad. Yeah, but, um, it will be. I mean, yeah. Maybe, it's, I, but maybe I mean, that's North Turner's plan. Maybe running into the line and losing four yards every first down, he's just trying to lull the defense into thinking, you know what? We don't need to blitz this guy. It's second and 14. Let's just sit back and try to try to stop him, get him into third and long. We don't need to try to kill him. Maybe hmm. maybe it's a ruse. Maybe it's a Norv Turner ruse. Well, that's a real long long con. Yep. <laughs> playing this it's one working very well. He seems very serious about it. Yeah, jeez. Uh yeah, no, I, I definitely think they need to figure something out. But they're not going to. There's not like they're gonna unlock some new whatever and all of a sudden have a, even a league average offense. Like that ship has sailed. They are who they are. 25th in the league would be the best you could hope for for this offense, right? I mean, is there any other? There's a ceiling to Bradford. There's a ceiling to McKinnon. The other guys are shitty. Even when Steve Diggs went off that game, they still had like 300 yards off offense. And he had like 190 of them, right? 
Yeah. He Bradford did. threw for 260, and mm-hmm. Peterson ran for 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they had uh, like 75 yards of offensive, so they ended up having like 200-something yards of offense again. So, I don't know. Uh, okay. I don't know. They're doing so much better than I thought they would that I really just can't. I, I have to, you know. Well, Stu, if this I'm, makes I'm, you I'm feel better. I'm wrong about shit, so I'm, I'm just going to decide to be right about things and happy. You were right about them last year. We all gave them shit, and you said that they'd be at least 10-6, and six, right? And they even beat that. Um, so. I think I, I, I guess 10-6 and six every year that Teddy doesn't blow his knee out in five different directions. So. That's true. It's a good system. Well, Stu, if it this makes you feel better, the I give this update every week to the delight of absolutely nobody. Um, the Stathead websites for ranking teams, uh, there's three mm-hmm. of them, as you know. We went over yeah. this last week. What's their Pythag? What is their Pythag? They're, well, I don't have that. I have my three favorite nerd stats. Um, okay. ELO ranks them as the third best team in the NFL. Love you, Jeff Lynn. Killer band. <laughs> Mr. Um, Blue Sky. Such a, what a song. Uh, Football <laughs> Outsiders, which uh, Clarence hates, uh, might have to think differently about them now because they've got them at fourth in the league ranked. And then FPI is ESPN's smart guy thing. They've got them at fifth in the league. So third, fourth, and fifth is their ranking, which is... That seems Way better than they were last year. So I think last year I was a little bit suspect of them purely because some of these underlying numbers were like, eh, they're like the 12th best team in the league or whatever it was. So as of now, they are they are kicking ass. And, you know, and of course, it's probably not completely sustainable, but they are a pretty solid team underneath all of the crazy luck. Yeah. So they account for some of that stuff, not all of it, but some of it. So so that hopefully will make you feel better, Stu. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling great. This is a, a completely unexpected turn of events, so, and I'm going to enjoy, I'm I'm going to enjoy it until I don't. Another thing I think we have to um, it's another thing that you should be happy about, Stu, by being a believer. Let's just admit that we're very impressed with the adversity of the clutch play of one Blair Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> Two clutch field goals. <laughs> through that adversity Two 23 yard field goals and a missed extra point <laughs> yes oh, the adversity God. was brought on by himself by missing the extra point but <laughs> <Yeah>. really <laughs> people give social media a hard time but there's nothing funnier than vikings twitter when blair walsh misses a kick there is <laughs> there is you, no winning he cannot possibly the rage win. and frustration it's <laughs> like a bunch of teenage boys it's just amazing it's funny oh i'm so happy about it it is really funny it's funny it to is. see you know what? The, the fun part about Vikings Twitter is that it's like debate Twitter, but it's every Sunday. It's every Sunday. And, and the stakes are much even, higher. It doesn't even <laughs> matter if the Vikings are winning. It's just angry, angry. All the time. For every three play. Straight hours. Every play. Especially like the first, you know, like quarter, quarter and a half, just every play. You can't keep up. You no, can't. it's just you can't, you can't keep that anger. You can't keep that just passion. It's just. You know, you run in, you know, Nerve runs into the line on first and 10 in the first quarter. You're just like, what? Why? What? Why? He does it again, the, you know, <laughs> you fucking times idiot. later. You know, it's like, oh, well, he just ran. What is it going to take for them to, to wake up and make a change? Uh, all I can think of is it's going to take fourth quarter, two minutes left. Vikings are down by one. And they're on, like, their own 25. And Zimmer's going to assess the situation and go, Oh my God! What have I done? I have this offense, yeah. that kicker, 
and all I need is to get down to like the, the uh, 35. The other team's mm-hmm. 35. Mm-hmm. H- how am I going to do that? Even if I get there, I'm going to have a, this guy kicking a 52-yard field goal. That's so This is the corner I painted myself into. <laughs> He'll just line up Cheryl's on the goal line and just throw <laughs> the ball back and let him run a punt return. He's going to say to himself, I have to make a change after this. I, that That's what it's going to take. Why would that be different than the other other scenarios? I don't know because what, there's no urgency right now. It doesn't. He just doesn't care. I don't know. It doesn't strike me as a guy who'd be like, "Eh, we'll figure it out." It just has to be some other. Well, well you said how it was can the he money, look right? at Norv Turner and say, "Nope, that's my guy. It, it, th- this is the guy that's going to turn this offense around." I don't know. It's weird. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, the way you, I think some people are like, well, he's you know still just kind of handed the keys over and focused on the defense. That's not right. That's I, I just refuse to believe that's the that he just like you know. Well, you could refuse to believe whatever you'd like. That's, but I, I don't see that's essentially what's happened. I just it's just insane. It just doesn't strike me as a guy who's like, eh, not my deal. But. So much not my deal. He's deferring to a a guy who's been around just as long as he has, but on the other side of the ball. Got him a couple failed coaches this year. Maybe he thought maybe that would help. Got Soprano and Shermer and whoever the fuck else, but not doing much good. Doesn't seem like no. their offense is for sure not any different. No, uh, than last year. I don't know. Do you guys think that, like, they have a coaches meeting on Monday morning after a game and Zimmer just belittles Norv the whole time? Like, all right, let's get let's read the stats. And Norv's like, I don't think we need to do that again this week. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Not in front of my boy. Not in front of my boy. <laughs> Scott, leave the room. Earmuffs, son. I don't know. This Arnold Palmer thing just tastes terrible. Oh. <laughs> it is so bad. <laughs> Much like Arnold himself. Uh, brewed by Hornell Brewing Company Incorporated, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Hornell oh. <laughs> Brewing Company. Hornell. I got to look these guys up. This is just... Write them a letter. letter. <laughs> they probably... Just from the floor drain of the slaughterhouse floor at Austin. <laughs> oh. just, just got a filter on it, and then they just... Bottle They'll buy it. People will buy it if you say Arnold Palmer in the front. By God, they bought it. Okay, let's move. Let's look forward. Giants prediction. It is, as of now, Vikings are favored minus four, which means they think that the Vikings are one point better than the Giants on a neutral field. They gave us three for home field advantage but the which is not played on a neutral field is it Brandon It is not it is not today it's, it's in the played uh, in a stadium the people stadium that I kills believe. birds the people's salt shed But it's also on a Monday night correct it's Monday It's a Monday night yes. game right? Yep that's a Monday night game Bright lights which the Vikings have historically not done well on Do you think that that's but historically yeah, but that was, that was back when people regular. cared about Monday night games Yeah now Monday night is like Thursday night. Yeah, people don't really care that much. And it, they, own, they own Eli's shit. That's just, I mean, that's just a natural fact. Well, How has Zimmer done on night night games, on you know national television audience games? What are all this year, baby? 
Do you think that he like is a a worse coach at different times of the day? I believe like he gets tired. So like Denny collapsed, Chili Dip collapsed. Leslie Frazier just wasn't a good coach. I don't. He yeah. always collapsed, but he didn't collapse. He just stood there with his arms folded. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> My memory is that the Vikings were always good on national TV when uh, Denny Green was around. That's faulty. maybe they, maybe they were. I, I guess me. I'm. I'm just thinking of Randy Moss. His first couple years and seemed like every big. That was that one Monday night game. I think of Denny always collapsing under pressure. Maybe he didn't, but I know that their national TV record in recent history has been remarkably bad. So you think that that's I'm going to go ahead and say in? this is a good question for Wade. Wade, let Thanks, us know. Wade. But maybe the last ten years. Something along those lines. So you want the our record national games the last ten years as compared to our overall record to see if there's Correct. a Sunday distinct... night games, Monday night games. Yes, Wade. I don't know, man. I maybe do it over your lunch break. That seems like a big. It's a big task. Cancel your meetings. You wanted to cancel them anyway. Well, it's a very odd line. Anyway, I don't really understand how it's this low. Um, Smart money would be to go hard on the Vikings. They have been way better than one point better than the Giants so far this year. Um, so it almost seems too easy. So I think the Vikes are going to lose by like 21 points or something. It's too easy. It never works out when it looks like a very obvious win. And all the smart uh, nerd numbers are saying the Vikes should be favored by like 7, 8, something like that. And would that you, feels would right. you call this a trap game, Brandon? Ooh. John, did you just invent that? No, not even close. I know you didn't. I know. Uh, yeah, I would call this a trap game. I don't know what trap game means. Is that about the players or the fans? It's like a trap play, but it's in game form. But it means Is it like a trap queen? Is it like a trap queen? <laughs> like a sick trap. Uh, it's like trap shooting, but with football. Is it basically so like, like telling trap family telling fans not <laughs> to get too excited? Is that what the trap game is warning fans? Like, hey, it's still it's not a not a guarantee. It's like trap that that terrible metal band from about two thousand four that put a T at the end of trap for no reason. Uh, trapped. Hmm. It's like all of those. Uh, anyway, uh, I think that they uh, this line scares me a little bit. I do have money on them, which I very rarely do. So, Brandon, you know you wouldn't do that because it's you're not allowed to bet on sports in the state of Minnesota. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nope. Um, fake money with pretend friends. Fake money, pretend yep. friends. That's exactly it. Is what I've done. Yep. Uh, so that it worries me, but I think they should they should win pretty handily. I've given all both sides of a prediction. Just summing that up. Anyone else want to give a prediction? Thoughts? Anything? The people are on the I'm edge of their seat. My prediction is that there are the Vikings return return two Eli Manning passes for touchdowns. Oh God! I feel honestly, like that, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that honestly, wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, that happens every time he plays. Twenty four. I'd say yeah, tw- like twenty four to thirteen with like two defensive touchdowns and yeah, four defensive touchdowns, four yeah. missed extra points. <laughs> so much adversity. He's going to come through. So much adversity. <laughs> All right, that's a good good prediction. Clarence, Stu, any predictions? Or no, Stu just gave one. Clarence or John? Yeah, they'll win. I, I don't. 
<laughs> Vance is predicting another point loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I blew your load last It'll week. It'll be my fault. Um, it's on me if they lose, Clarence. So don't don't worry about it. No, it's all right. I six Vance they'll lose. Got, I do nothing. Giants Eli sixty-three six hundred yards NFL record. Yeah, Giants sixty-three Vikings twenty-one. Yeah, that would be that would be incredible. All right, do you want to move on? Do you want to be done with the pigskin? All done. All done. Okay, let's move on to the Minnesota Twins. Big news. Probably the biggest news with the team in I don't even know how many years. I guess we could we could talk about that. Uh they have hired um a thirty three year old child named Dick Fosbury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Younger than every single one of us, even Brandon. Even me. Holy That's shit. fucking crazy. That's younger than Pucci. There aren't many people younger than have Pucci. Have they announced it yet? No. They haven't announced so. it So yet. let's just proceed with the all the reports the are saying. The X Games are this weekend, Clarence, and then they even Ah, there you go. Now, wouldn't it be the most <laughs> twins thing to be like, I don't know where you guys got this, this Falby stuff. Like Steve Phillips, we got him. <laughs> guys got him. Old Steve-O. He's available. He was available. How in the world? He's on a sex rehab. He's, 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 he's living clean again. You know. <laughs> so sorry for my this behavior. Is this is like, oh, oh, deflated. Oh, no. So, We're giving him full reign. Everything you people wanted. Full reigns. can do what he wants. Molly is back, bounce. though. Otherwise, Phillips, here you go. Here's the keys. Not those, uh, not, it's not a key party, Steve. It's not a key party. No, oh, Steve. Steve. No, no, no. Don't put oh, your pants no. back on, Steve. Uh, okay. So we have our patented, I think we've got a patent on it. Uh, Clarence, back me up. We've got these, um, the three factors of terrible ownership are indifference, incompetence, yep. and evil. Yes. Yes. So you've got 100 points to play with between those three. Every mm-hmm. bad owner in this town is some aspect of those three. We have, yeah. for years, been making the case, and we were the first ones in the lamestream media, by the way, to be picked mm-hmm. up on this. The first um, to say that this was basically 100 of those points were on indifference. Right? Or maybe 50-50 with incompetence. Mm, they weren't evil. I, they weren't bad. But they were... I will with. Yeah, percentage of evil because their dad foreclosed yeah. on farms during the Great Depression. Dad's so a huge always evil. like a twenty five percent. Yeah, like legacy, legacy of evil, I believe. You threw that kind of evil passes down through generations. That's <laughs> you can't you can't wash it in the groundwater. It just rises the seventh up. Son of the seventh, the seventh child kind of thing. <laughs> That's fair. You can't wash your hands of the evil in one generation. But the balance was indifference. So seventy five indifference. 25 evil. The point being that we have always thought these guys just don't give a shit, as evidenced by the fact that they're just yeah. barely ever around and just don't see. The seem point to pay I believe we made was: Do you care about all of the things that your dad is passionate about, or your parents were passionate about? Of course not. Nope. Generations change. Things it's not change. Their fault. They enjoy movies. Uh, Jim Polat, who the fuck knows what he likes? Uh, food, he likes I think they're foodies them. too, Great. aren't they? I think they're really big into restaurants. Maybe they, they're foodies. They, they bought a radio station. Maybe they like music. Bachelor Farmer. Great. That's Dayton's they, kids, not Polette's kids. Oh, is it? I thought they were part guys, too. Yeah, no. No, it's Dayton's kids. Sorry, my bad. Strike it from the record. Uh, okay, so so anyway, the reason I brought that up is this does not seem like a mood, a move that indifferent people would 
would make, right? Because there seemed to be a lot of lot more, I suppose, safer or more conventional choices than the uh, the fucking Indians intern. So, is there any explanation or theories that you guys have of why they would go this? far away from, I guess, what you'd call conventional thinking. I mean, age is one thing. He's a little bit younger, but he is he has got drastically less experience than you would expect somebody in this. I mean, it's remarkable how little experience he it's, really does it's have. Remar- I mean, I mean, I'm and, not joking. And I am very bearish on the, the need of experience anyway. I'm sure that's like the opposite of surprising to anybody who knows me. But yeah, no. yeah, I don't think you need a million years to whatever. But even... This is a really complex job with a ton of different uh, aspects that I think it would be important to have at least a year in each one of these things. So, it, you know, I would think in this case, uh, a fair amount of experience would be really important. So even for me, this was shocking. And if you shock Poochie in this regard, that's crazy. So I'm just, I'm just trying to understand exactly, is he just that good of an interviewer? Do they have people... You know, Frank Cohn, I know, came out gushing. Were there enough people that they knew kind of around the league that they trusted to say, yeah, he's good? Um, was it Corn Ferry that was really pushing him hard of like, this is the guy, this is for sure the guy, you have to choose this guy? Um, I guess we don't really know, but um, have you heard anything or do you have any thoughts? I think, well, can't you just use Occam's razor here? He's the guy who built the best pitching staff and best pitching, like you know, system in the whole league and the twins have the worst pitching in the league. That's why they hired him. He, he's, you know, he's demonstrably able to build a pitching staff. That's, I think it's the simplest explanation. Okay. I hope you're right. I hope that's yeah, it. But that seems like it's a logical reason. So that can't be the real reason. Do you think you think he pitched the poll ads on a like a Lou, a Lou Reed autobiography thing that <laughs> he's got, got Chris Pratt attached to star in it? And he's got rights to something, yeah. That's got to be it. He's got yeah. We got Pratt. We got Pratt attached. We got Pratt. Yeah. I, st- <laughs> I still think my favorite my favorite part of the article in the Star Tribune that said, "All right, they're going to hire Dick Fosbury as the Twins GM," was about. The seventh or eighth paragraph, right towards the end of the story, Lavelle Neal the third buries in this statement along the lines of the twins think that no changes are needed in their baseball operation or something like that. So he might not be allowed to clean house or something like that. Whatever whatever the actual quote was. And it's just like only the twins ownership would look at all of the absolute disasters that have happened on the baseball side of things, to be like, you know what, we're good. C.O.C. Nishioka, that that was fine. I'm happy with how that went. Jungle Park, that that's that's gone well. I'm glad we did a lot of good scouting there. And you know, I think Levi Michael, what's he in? Oh, he, is he in organized baseball still? I'm not actually sure. Yeah, that's good work. That's good work on everybody's part. Let's just go back through the drafts and find all of the excellent scouting and excellent baseball decisions that have been made by this organization. I don't think we need changes. Right, but John, you and, work at a big company. You know for a fact every single person in that organization for the past two months has been like, yeah, I did not think that uh, Byung-Ho was a good idea, but Terry wanted him. Fucking Terry well, wanted him. I actually Jeez. work at a very small organization, but your point's, your point's well made. Yeah, I mean, he's been scapegoated left and right, I guarantee it. There's nobody in that building who ever supported Byung-Ho Park. 
I'm sure, at this point. They've deleted all their emails that said that they'd be for it. So they're probably just all in survival mode at this point. And the poll ads, again, probably don't have a ton of knowledge of the inner workings. They're like, well, they do seem like pretty good people. They are saying that they didn't want to make that move. That was a bad move. I trust that. But it is it is crazy and wrong and terrible and weird altogether. Uh, yeah, but it just I I just I don't know if I'm gonna ever completely understand it, Stu. I think that's a good point that he built up this pitching staff, but but really as an assistant, you have to at some point just trust what you're hearing from other people or in an interview because he we don't know specifically if he was 100 percent the guy that built up that pitching staff. It sure seems like it, but again, it's a big organization. You could credit the pitching coach, yada yada yada. So. That may be well, it. a lot of people do give him credit, and he was a pitcher. I mean, he was a Division three pitcher, so mm-hmm. that means at least two and possibly. I have a better resume than him, then. Better baseball players than he was, but <laughs> yeah. you do. Yeah, that's a, that's yes. kind of the two schools of, of GMs or presidents of baseball operations have always been in scouting for a billion years. You know, that's the one side, uh, very scout heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, old grizzled that's the terry ryan mold then the other the kind of newer half has been harvard yale mb you know mba business school um advanced degrees this guy is a couple years as an intern in scout ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Scouting. Um, to, you know, he did a little scouting, but not decades or even five years of scouting, just a couple of years as an intern. Um, doesn't have the, the, uh, Harvard, the Ivy League education. He's from like Trinity College. Has a, just a regular degree in economics. Not no advanced degree. No nothing. Just regular guy. D three pitcher. Doesn't have the extensive. Uh, you know, wasn't a over first round pick like Billy Bean in Oakland. You know, extensive major league career or any major league career at all, uh, or even professional career. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just what a just a anomaly in that sense. Isn't he? And he doesn't come from any of the the normal schools that uh the leader of baseball. He never worked for in that baseball prospectus that I know of. No, no, never, never that baseball not baseball prospectus guy. No, no, it's uh, 
it's it's wild, man. It's the it the exact opposite team I would expect to make this crazy of a move that we've talked about for years. They're the ones that did it. I don't know. Yeah, something's off here. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Corn Ferry. Maybe they were just completely saying, you get in a room and talk to this guy for a few hours, you'll see how brilliant he is. He's going to be scooped up by somebody else soon. He's the guy. Because they had okay, other... Maybe he is the guy. We can't discount the fact that there's probably a handful to many people that they would have preferred that simply turned them down. Sure. Yep. Oh, yeah. There's a there's two that were public, which means who knows how many more were private. Um, yeah, of course. It's kind of the Richard Bertino Jr., Jerry Kill, um, you know, 10th choice, 12th choice after many, many people turned them down. And again, we, and you know, we don't know also if it was Corn Ferry or the band Corn who did, did the research. Oh, right. It could have been Corn. It could have been Corn. We never figured that out. All day I dream. He's so home. young that he doesn't even know who Corn is. Corn. <laughs> on the oldies channel. He's too young for Corn. Well, come on. Corn was kind of in our, our wheelhouse. I'm saying our meaning. Well, yours, maybe that's way too young. We're a few months apart. We're a few 20-ish months apart. We're basically the same. Um, I saw Corn live once at a, at a music festival. Where? Which one? <laughs> um, Edge Fest at uh, Somerset, Wisconsin. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh, it was, yeah. It was, oh, but it was, you, I could tell like all the kids who are like a little, like that micro generation that was younger than me started rushing the stage. And uh, I was like, these guys suck. I'm going to go have some pizza. <laughs> I was like, but this is terrible. What year was just, this, Stu? Um, let's see. It was when, when 90, 2013. <laughs> <laughs> um, 90, let's say 95 or 96, I think. Oh, 93X right. would have still been an alternative station at the time. Yep. Because then like Everclear was on the bill and they were great. And Iggy Pop was on the bill and he was Iggy Pop and... And, and and corn was on the bill, and they were terrible. And Adam Carolla introduced him, and he just <laughs> and he just yelled corn, and people started screaming corn back at him. That's, that's incredible. And then the, and then the music started, and it was awful. So that's and I'm sorry, and I'm sorry to Wade because I know I think the the dad band plays a couple of corn corn tracks. What the it, fuck they do? Their third set. No, they the, don't. The whole, I third, totally the whole third part of their set is just nothing but corn. Songs. Just corn the sides. <laughs> Corn and Limp Bizkit, all those. Yeah, Lincoln Park, they get a DJ in there. <laughs> that mook rock stuff. Yeah. I went to X-Fest in 1999, and Stone Temple Ooh. Pilots were there, and they were fucking awesome live. They were so good, which I was surprised because I was kind of on the fence with how I felt about STP because I was a snob, you know, even back then. Yeah. Can you believe that? Been a snob for many years. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. You can. Okay, good. I just, I wasn't, I wanted to make sure but they were great um but then every other band it was like seven dust and three doors down just fucking horrible oh and then nickelback was there this is before nickelback got big so they were like the underground band that everybody liked and they were just they did this whole speech halfway through of like we're never gonna sell out man we are here for you guys the music we're never gonna play it like i honest to god i wish i would have recorded with like we're not gonna be playing big arenas man this is just small whatever and then, of course, they became the biggest band in the world for a while. The biggest band in the, the For a minute. For a minute, they were huge. Ugh. 
okay, so so that was my main question of why uh, why the twins uh, brass would hire would make a hire like this, which I think we are agreeing doesn't make a ton of makes a little bit of sense in a lot of different ways, but still fairly shocking, right? But as yeah. far as my thoughts, I feel like I'm completely trusting Gleeman here because um, he's a bigwig now. Not just our friend. He's like a legitimate baseball bigwig. Um, mm-hmm. Big and he's guy. got sources. And they all seem yeah, to he's really... Like, he's like calling people and getting actual baseball people to comment on stuff. He's a journalist. It's probably still G-Chat, though, I'm guessing. Oh, it is totally G-Chat. Yeah, he's not actually... Well, I mean, if we know Aaron, he's not know, actually... We know, we know Aaron enough that yeah, he's never going to actually talk to anybody on the phone. That's just, you know... That's just not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Every so often, I like to call Aaron on the phone just to see if he'll pick up, and he never has. <laughs> I've never <laughs> even tried it. No, I can't imagine. The only I, I think at this point, for certain generation or ages, if someone's calling you that doesn't usually call you, your immediate thought is somebody died. Yep. Like, oh my god, who do I know <laughs> that John knows that would be calling me to report? Is Stu dead? Yeah. That is his first thought when you call him to 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 you know for fun is. Oh my God, Stu died. <laughs> Just FYI. Um, what is wrong? Who is in the hospital nearest my house? Yeah, that Stu needs why? to stay with me right now. Why is he calling me on the phone? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, I guess. Uh, why can't he stay at the hospital? They got those little beds now. <laughs> yeah, John, I'm sure you know those little beds as being a, recently in the. Oh, yeah. That was a fun night for oh, you, man. I'm sure, John. Super comfortable. They're, so the the baby showed up at 4 a.m. and we got to the postpartum room at like 7 a.m. and at that point the nurses came in and were explaining a lot of stuff and I have no idea what any of them said because I just lay down on the couch and went straight to sleep and I woke up with a blanket on me and I think that was one of the nurses last acts to out of pity throw something over this poor dad who's been yeah awake all night and has just given up on actually paying attention to what he should do to care for his four hour old child that, that was my experience with the with the hospital bed. Not good. Not good. Did, did they uh, keep the baby in the room with you, or did they have a baby in the incubator, like in the separate room? Nope. The baby, well, the baby was mostly in the room, but fairly often they would come and have to run some sort of tests on her. And that was actually, you, you knew she was in good hands, and also I got to sleep for an hour, which was kind of nice. Um, like they used the like, newborn hearing test. Oh, it's great. Now, when you woke up, did you see your brother Dave leaning over the baby saying, Glenn Mason's a fraud. Glenn Mason's <laughs> and, was, a fraud. and then I realized it was me all along. <laughs> uh, so, nope, that was... quick question here. Back to the twins. What do you think uh, uh, Fonzie's first moves are or his top priorities uh, looking at this, at this squad, do you think he's just immediate? Well, it's not really even trading rebuilding Brian because... Dozier for pitching. Is he's that what you think? That was going to be my guess pitching. too. Do you think it's like an obvious? Yeah. Is it? Is it become at this point obvious that that's going to happen because of he's the... going to get the best deal he can get for Brian Dozier? That's I think it's. I know it's obvious and it's whatever, but I mean, what are their other options? That's I'm where you got to start. See what you can get for him, and then you go. Your next moves are determined by the haul you get for that. I mean, if you think about a, a major league staff, you need like seven good pitchers and a couple of solid ones. But really, you need four good starters for sure, a closer and two setup guys. 
And they at this point have, if you want to squint, you could see Santana and maybe Barrios as penciled in. And maybe. Yeah, and obviously Barrios is no shirt. Not even close, right? At all, obviously. And then you look in the bullpen and like May and Charge Joie, whatever the fuck his name is. No, there's I nope. I don't know what you got there in the bullpen. I don't you know anything. Nothing. Right? You I mean, nothing. it's you need so many players. So you need everything. You need you need everything. So I'm just wondering. Okay, so what is your percentage odds that Brian Dozier is on the team on opening day next year? Zero. Is it zero? Okay. Yes. I uh, I'm going to go closer to. Forty percent, really, between forty and fifty percent. I think that the new guy will not give him away either, and I do think the market won't be as. I'm worried. You think it'll open up more towards a like May June type of situation? I'm worried the market will not be as robust as we hope. Oh, I'm, 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 yeah. That's a that's the major concern. I think is that everyone knows the Twins are over a barrel for pitching. That's right, and they just won't be, and you can't give them away for. Yeah. Off and, yeah, and people don't like giving away their top pitching prospects. It's not a thing people do. And nope. you need they to, and, are, and they know the Twins are desperate, and they can get a really, really good second baseman out of it. And nobody in the league though is looking at it and going, you know, we're really only a thirty homer second baseman away from a title here. Mm-hmm. The Twins well, had a forty homer second baseman, and they still lost one hundred and one games. So. Everybody in the league's like, you know, we can make do with just somebody who can field at second base. It's not. Not a big deal. Yeah, we'll be fine. There's so you need a team that has a gap at second base and also fancies themselves a contender. You're already down to like four teams, right? I mean, there's not, and it's worth noting that nobody has a gap at second base because they have all sorts of failed shortstop prospects because they've drafted twenty shortstops to try to find one that will actually work, and then it turns out he can't field the shortstop, so they just have to move him to second base. Yeah, exactly. That's I think I think a good any, strategy any, for is drafting. Is there anybody in the league that has a gap at second base? I don't think so. Not and and also not a team that would be close enough to being a contender that they're going to give away a bunch of really good players. So mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think the move is to trade him, but I think you're right. There, there there needs to be a market. So so who knows? But they definitely need like five solid pitchers. ASAP, as soon as humanly possible. You can maybe get one if you if you draft a college with your number one pick. Nowadays, those guys are up Which fairly will be the quickly. number one overall pick. They'll, they will have the consensus best pitching prospect if they want him. And there's a bunch of examples of guys coming up fairly quickly after being drafted if they're a college-level guy. Mm-hmm. So you can maybe knock down one with that, and then you can maybe find one or two in free agency. But besides that... Um. Yeah, it's gonna take some gonna take some finagling. Unless he's so solid that he thinks, uh, you know, he can develop like a Corey Kluber. I know was not you know he he was kind of a late bloomer, and there's a few other guys as well. So develop within of guys like a Trevor May who have a ton of potential. By the way, you know who's not looking good right now is Neil Allen. New no. I... with old Alasco over there. Just immediately like a 3.2 ERA and going, oh, my pitching coach is great. Yeah, that's why. It's Don't not because of me. Yeah. yeah. Neil Allen is just hoping those checks keep coming at this point. Uh, I'm sure he's shooting bricks with the Falvey hire as well. 
Uh, and let's also keep in mind, I just looked this up because I was going to make the point of you really just need to focus on those five pitchers in the offseason. You just need five really good pitchers somehow. But I just checked up, and they are ninth in the AL in offense. So they also need some help offensively. I don't know if you go into it thinking that was sort of a fluky down season with with Buxton just getting his feet wet and Sano being injured, and, and you just sort of what don't. What else are you going to do? There's not a ton to address for the offense, um, it doesn't seem like. so. And again, unless you're going to find like a really, really amazing catcher out of thin air, I don't know how that's going to happen either. So, but either way, you can trade for Wilson Ramos and his one good knee if you want to. I guess that's. Did he just become available for the Twins now? I mean, Pretty before much, his yeah. market was too high. Did yeah. that injury now make him actually a potential? Yeah, it probably trade? does. I wonder. Probably does I? I don't. I don't see why that should knock a ton off his price tag, though. I mean, he's the not a cornerback. A That's not ideal. Oh, yeah, I suppose. AC- I just figured an ACL was one of those injuries where you can almost always come back from, and all you do is you lose a little bit of lateral movement, so it's not good for those type of positions. No, but, yeah, like I suppose. Doing squats 250 times a night. 120 times a summer. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. Prepared me. Yeah. It's not right. ideal. Huh. Interesting. So maybe, maybe that's the answer. We just run it back. See if that works. I don't know, but he's, uh, he's Dick Fosbury certainly has his work cut out for him. And he also is not yeah. allowed to, to fire who he wants to fire. So this will be, if anything, a lot of interesting stories will come out. For sure, mm-hmm. it ain't going to be boring. It could be the it could be the the smartest thing they've done in you know fifteen years, or it could be just a glorious failure. It could be another low. I don't know if there'll be an in between. To be honest, I don't think I don't I, think there will be muddling. I think it'll actually be a really smart, good thing, or it'll just end in sadness. Ugh. I still refuse to believe that they won't let him hire his own manager. I I, I tend to. Agree. I, I just don't. I don't believe it. I won't believe it. They're not. They're giving him the keys to the whole goddamn franchise, and then they're gonna say, "Yeah, now you gotta, yeah, you gotta keep him." You know, they can't be that. No, that sounds exactly like them. We know, like them. But this <laughs> this hire is not like them, which is why it opens the door to. But he's so young. World. He's so inexperienced. Maybe that was his thing in the interview. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I'll work with you guys. You know, I really want this job. I'm gonna work my ass off. I'm known. You ask around. I'm a really hard worker." You know, yeah, we'll, we don't need to necessarily for sure clean house right away. We'll see what we got and blah, blah, whatever. Like, it's Thibodeau was a guy said, who was like, fuck this. If you're going to hire me, I'm cleaning house immediately. And he, like, you know, got rid of the janitors and shit. This, maybe that's the thing. Like, he's young enough and desperate enough that he did agree to some of those, like, you know, we're gonna, we want to take a look at everybody. Don't just come in here and try to do this whole, uh, thing where you have to clean house necessarily. I mean, possibly if it comes down to it, maybe we'll have that conversation. I don't know. I can see that. I can see that being part of the hiring process for those guys. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you could say, maybe he just said Andy McPhail. Andy. You know how young Andy McPhail was and that, and then they went, Oh, world series, Kirby Puckett. Just started. Greg Gagney. Oh, fine. Here's the keys. 
His Junior. whole interview was just looking up old YouTube clips of like Puckett's home runs and shit. Like, look at this. Yep. So Andy cool. Andy McPhail put that together. Andy McPhail. He's like 32. Andy yep. McPhail. Yep. I don't know. Uh, all right. We should move on. We're, we're getting late. Let's oh, do okay. a. Let's yeah, do a. How's your phone? How's your phone? I think the phone battery's fine. I think it's fine. We'll see. Okay. Uh, let's do a little how's bit of lightning. How's your Arnold Palmer stew? It's so bad. I'm gonna. Go, you know what? I'm gonna go get a beer. This is just you guys get to your kid talk stuff. I'll be right back. All right. Let's do a quick sports lightning round with John. We love doing this. Uh, well, I don't think we've ever really done it, but let's do it right now. All right, John. But we'd love to do it sometime. We would love to. We we love that we're going to do it. I think that's what I meant to say. All right, John, go for football. Give it to me. I'll give you what I got. The FPI's ESPN statistic uh, for teams, they think the Gophers are the 61st best team in the country, and Penn State is the 50th best team in the country. So it should be kind of close. Well, the Gophers have no defense. Mm. Penn State has no defense. Mm Mm-hmm. But this is the Big Ten, so it'll probably be nine to seven, one way or the other. Are you looking forward to the game? Um, I I tend to have flashbacks to. <laughs> I just, I just remember when Brian when Brian Cupido was quarterback one time. They had a pretty good start to the season, and they went to Penn State early on in the season. And Penn State scored on the first possession, and the Gophers got the ball and went three and out, and. Then Penn State scored on their second possession in about three plays, and the Gophers got the ball back, and all right, now they'll get started, and they ran three plays and had to punt again, and Penn State got the ball and scored on their third possession, and it just feels like that's what happens when you go to Penn State, is somehow they're going to score 49 points, and I wish I could remember the name of the guy who just got trucked by the quarterback, and it literally ended his football career. (laughs) I don't remember the quarterback's name, and I don't remember the Gophers' defensive back name. And I just felt terrible for him because he got run over by the quarterback, and he ended up he, – he broke his collarbone and his scapula or something like that, and he had his arm in the sling for like a year and a half. It was just a terrible, terrible injury. And all of his life he's going to know that he got trucked by a quarterback at the sideline, and that's how his football career ended. And that's just got to feel terrible. Anyway, that's Penn State football. Oh, and Joe, Joe Paterno was a terrible person, and he, I would imagine, is answering for his sins right now. Let's hope. Okay, that's go for football. Lynx. Hit me with it, John. What's up with the Lynx? Uh, tonight was the first game of the conference semifinals. That This is the Lynx's first playoff game, and they won by, like, 25, and they really should win the championship. They're the best team in the WNBA. There's no reason that they shouldn't get through the conference semifinals with pretty much pretty easily and there's no reason that they shouldn't end up winning in the finals too. So if they don't win the, they're the choke WNBA, I, I'm kinda I'm kinda curious to see if you like this playoff format, Brandon. They introduced a strange format in which eight teams made the playoffs, but there's it only seven was, basketballs. <laughs> it was it was like <laughs> I don't know. I just, that sounded like it would work. Almost. It was like the seventh team played the eighth team in a one-game playoff, and then the winner of that one played the sixth best team in a one-game playoff. And so the Lynx, who were the first seed, didn't have to play till the semifinals, and the team they're playing, Phoenix, had to play two one-game playoffs to get this far. Huh. Sort of a strange setup. 
Yeah, I heard a little bit of Cheryl Reeve on the radio just saying, like, <clears throat> I guess they've tried or talked through a bunch of different scenarios and none of them were even close to perfect. But there's a reason that they're not allowed to play or not able to play the the standard, you know, setup that you'd think, right? Is it scheduling purposes or I don't remember what the actual reason was, but it seems to be a little bit gimmicky and not loved by anybody, but it's sort of like <clears throat> this is the way it has to be or something. Yeah, it's a little bit like the second wild card in baseball where it's like, I'm not necessarily sure this is a good idea or we need this, but it also doesn't matter a lot, so what right. the heck. Okay, so championship or bust, links. Championship or bust for sure. Okay. Um, I don't think we have any Wolves lightning round to even talk about. It's about one month until go what time. What about KG? KG retired. We're not even going to mention KG retiring? Um. He, well, He's I don't. The question. Not. Uh, Are you ducking the question, Brandon? <laughs> no, nah, I love oh. KG. He just hasn't really been around much. I'm not sure exactly what. Uh, it's kind of a bummer, but you know, I think there's a million examples. I'm not being defensive. You're the one being defensive. Why is it always the other person who's being defensive? Why are you guys staring at me? Uh, you know, there's a million examples of of players that be, I think he wants to be some sort of like owner or general manager or something, right? There's a million examples of players that were good in those positions and a million examples of players who were terrible at them. So I'm not really super concerned just now of like, Oh no, what if he doesn't want to, I don't know. I've, I'm sure they can figure something out if that's the way it's going to be. Um, but as of now, I didn't really affect this season at all because he played like what? 10 minutes last year and 10 minutes yeah. the year before. So something like that. Yeah. So it's a bummer. He's a, you know, seems like a good dude to have around. But, but again, like we always talk about him being a coach. He feels like the last player from my childhood that was left. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like there's like six NHL guys who all played like in the 91 Stanley Cup. They're all still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you're all Mario Lemieux is still around to make me feel like a young man again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they only, yeah, I have no update on the wolves. What about the wild, John? Anything going on? Uh, I was, I was shocked. I I have been, I have a, an app on my phone because I'm a suburban dad and I talk about apps, Mm -hmm. um, that has all, all, all of my sports scores and it's set up to give me those little notifications when events start and stuff like that. And I was pretty shocked the other day. When my phone buzzed and I pulled it out and looked, and it turned out there was a wild game that night. I, I, wow. I, I sort of knew it was coming, but I just didn't see it coming. You're really out of the loop, John. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, the wild, happen, the outlook is the same exact story we've been saying for 10 years, except new coach, correct? I think that's right. I mean, it's a Bruce Budo coach team now, so instead of losing in game six to the Blackhawks, they'll lose in game seven. Nice. That sounds better. Love incremental progress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Baby steps. Uh, All right. Does that that do it for our lightning round? I can't think of any other ancillary sports we need to cover. I know, John, you probably have a million other, like, rugby updates for us, but I just don't have the the energy to hear it. um, I would, but I got to go for the channel, too. And here's our... uh, I think I speak for all of us with here is the sport of podcast take on the Ryder cup. 
should we should we do dad chat? You guys want to do dad chat? Yeah, we should do that. Let's do a sure. little dad chat. Um, John, your your child is now I'm going to say 23 days old or so. Something like that, yeah. 23 ish. Um, Something like that. Has it gotten easier or harder over these three weeks? Have you gotten more used to it? Is it is she getting her lungs and now it's a little, you know, they, they wake up a little bit and then all of a sudden, where are you at here? I would like to know mm-hmm. oh how God. to troubleshoot a child. Yep. That's what I'd like to know. They, She just has... She just has so many things she clearly wants that I just don't understand what they are. That's the so, number one worst part about it, I think, is the confusion. Yep. Like, there, you read the books and they make it seem like it's simple. And it, it seems like a very knowable thing that you can figure out. Like, oh, you just have to do this and this and everything will be fine. Well... Mm-mm. books that's that's never the way it goes the books seem to indicate that you have a newborn and all they really do is they eat and then they sleep and so i sort of got the idea that the main challenge would be getting her to eat enough while she was awake before she went back to sleep and as it turns out that much like her father she is just not going to go to sleep it just she doesn't want to go to sleep and if she is asleep she doesn't want to wake up but she definitely doesn't want to go to sleep. So now it's just sort of weeks and weeks of experimentation of trying to figure out what can I do that might make this child quiet enough that she has a chance at sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I remember with Jones, my oldest, just being like alone with him. Danielle would go out for to meet friends or something just to try to get to the house. And him just screaming and me just staring at him being like, what do you want? I don't know what you want. Tell me what, you know. And, yeah. you know, that to me, I just remember as being like. Why don't you speak like, English? Yeah. Like, I, it's tiring and it's whatever. But to me, like, it, if you're able to, if you just know what you need to do, then you're fine. Even if it's like you have to go out in your backyard and chop a tree down right now. I'd be like, all right, fine. I'll fucking do that. That's totally fine. If that's the answer, yep. I'll go do that. But this is like, you could do that. I don't, that, that worked once. It probably won't work. Or you could try these other 5,000 things. I remember walking around with like a vacuum on or sitting in a bathroom with the fan on and music and maybe they're cold, maybe they're too hot, whatever. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. That's probably the worst one. But that, I think, that's a temporary. Just remember, that's that's a very temporary problem. Couple months. I, I think I think a lot. You told the story. I can't remember whether oh, it was on. Sorry, John. I think it was. On, I'm sorry, you're cutting out. I think, out a I bit. think it was. Am I still cutting out? What's going on? Ah, is it just me or is John totally John's, cutting out? John's totally sounds like a Frank Zappa record right now. <laughs> oh boy. I think he just said he hates Frank Zappa. <clears throat> it doesn't oh. sound good. Does not sound good. Let's try. Okay, he's adjusting his mic. Let's see what we can do here. I don't know what to do, guys. It sounds terrible. Ah, Jesus. Yep, that's bad. Yep, that's uh, that's bad. The problem here is that this segment was completely devoted to John. (laughs) This is dad chat. 
so I don't. Okay, let me ask one question while John tries to reconnect for uh, the older dads of this crew, and we'll get back to John in a second. This is a really quick one. You guys have. Do you guys have a strategy? You both like dark, heavy beers. Um, mm-hmm. You also like going out and drinking with your buddies for many hours. Do you have a strategy of like, do you start with the heavy stuff and then like just go straight Coors Light all the way through the rest of the night? Or do you start with the light stuff because you know yourself and once you get into the good stuff, you're not going to want to get off it? Is it you start with the good or do you end with the good? Start with the good because you'll appreciate it more. Okay. Yep, that makes sense. If you like and the then flavor you... of the beer, you'll appreciate it more like if it's the first two or three, whereas if you're like getting rolling a half dozen deep, you're maybe not going to really enjoy the grapefruit notes on that 8.8% double IPA, you know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think that's the answer. I just have never been problem. able to like start with a heavy and then convince myself to pick up a Coors Light. But I think you're right. Clarence, do you have a strategy? I do. The same. It sounds like it's similar to Stu. Uh, heavy IPA early transfer to Coors Light through the evening time or through the uh, you know through the, the second period, then the third period. Um, containing Coors Light, um, maybe late in the third period if it's get, if it's a close game. Yeah, I might I might switch from Guns the Missiles. Might switch it up into uh, vodka soda. Oh Jesus! I would and, die. Uh, I would be dead. Know, goes into overtime then yeah it's just straight vodka sodas start tweeting pictures and uh, gibberish nonsense then pass out so typically where in this in this night does butt heil come in is it like third that's third period overtime that's like apple valley duluth east 98 (laughs) uh five overtimes (laughs) you know legendary um something they'll still be talking about 20 years later when carl gary shows up you know that's right (laughs) yeah all right john are you back i i'm trying to be back john you're back you sound great you sound fucking awesome perfect all right so your first question was how to deal with how to it's we had no answer to your first question i'm very sorry about that besides confirming that Uh, what was the first question like what to do with the kid that won't sleep? How do you get him to go to sleep? Oh, uh, rub brandy on their gums. I guess I didn't hear the question. That's the answer. <laughs> that was easy. Jesus. Uh, John, what else you get got? A bottle of brandy. Uh, stick your thumb and you know, stick your index finger in the bottle. Rub it on their gums, and it also helps teething once they get that to that age. Yeah, it worked for sleep time. John, don't do this. This is, this is something my old, when I was a little baby, my old Jewish doctor told my mother, and now here I am. Oh, boy. 40 years later. Well, at least you got yeah. someone to blame. Don't, don't do that. I, I, I do appreciate you, Clarence, telling me not to do this, because in, in my adult, sure. that sounds a great idea. Yeah. What, where, what kind of brandy? I mean, you could see any, a text. Any, what? Was there E and J? Yeah. Do a classy? What, what am I going for? It's brandy elixir. I need it. No, you get desperate. That's for sure. Definitely do that. Uh, anything else, John? How, how else else to go? Any other questions for us? Uh, well, I mean, I really shouldn't complain. My my wife has gotten 
much has is bearing most of the burden of child care and child feeding and stuff like that. So I really have nothing to complain about whatsoever. I am I, I'm a new dad, so I'm basically useless at this point. Yeah. I really yep. You're the laundry guy. Yep. There's there's just so little that I can actually do to care for this child except tell her stories about how Glenn Mason is a terrible human. I'm sure she loves that. Have you tried my move yet where she gets back into bed after feeding and then you go, oh, hey, do you need me to get up and do anything? <laughs> uh, no, my my move so far has been, oh, it's a middle of the night feeding. I'll get up with you, honey. This will be great. And then falling asleep on the couch right next to her. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 classic and then i'm trying to keep her entertained and so i'm talking but i'm asleep and so i'm saying things that just make no sense to anyone it's a little bit like this podcast (laughs) thank you for yeah yeah self-burn was important there because it was going to be coming pretty quickly yep well uh day 23 yeah they get easier i just i know that at some point maybe when she's seven or eight She'll sleep through the night, and I just can't wait for that. Yeah. Maybe like 14, 15. Teenage. I'm, you, I'm looking forward to those teenage years. Oh, boy. Do you guys have a night out planned? Like uh, our first night out after a couple months or something, we're going to go do this or that or get an overnight sitter, one of your parents. Do you have one of those planned yet? Uh, not yet. We did go to Pizza Luce the other night without Ooh. without the child. So okay. that was fun. And podcast listener Matt Prom was there to take care of us, so that was nice. Cool, love that guy. Um, I think you need to see if you can s- schedule something in in the fairly near future, not right away, but something. I just remember something to look forward to was always helpful. Of like, I just need to get to this thing, and then we're going to be able to get a full night's sleep because we're having a sitter or whatever. So that's something I would. I like it. Maybe look into. Uh, all right, this is this has just gone on too long. It's just too much. Um, yep. Do we have this any? Is the last episode of the sportive. We just decided. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wade. This has gone on too long. That is... Don't do this to Wade. We can't. Don't don't do not do this because this will make Wade sad. And I let's agree though that, that this is how we're going to go out someday when we decide we're just going to say this has gone on too long. Stop, and we yeah. you never hear from us again. Yep. Never hear from us again. Delete yep. our numbers from each other's phones. Yep. It's just over. It's over. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah, well, uh, any uh, final parting words of wisdom? Good, good to have you back, John. Hope to, uh, you know, hope things go well. And it's good to see you, Stu. Have another Arnold Palmer for me. Oh, I gave it to Mandy. She actually said it tasted pretty okay. So, oh boy. Oh, Mandy. Oh no. I know. That's what I. Well, she's out of wine, and it's after ten o'clock. So, it's all good. She drink anything at this point. This is yeah. I start with the wine, and then I move on to the Arnold Palmers. Uh, all right, cool. <laughs> the vanilla extract has alcohol in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, boy. Uh, all right. Good stuff. Till next week. Mm-hmm. Go Vikings. Go Twins. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.